Waiting. And we're live. Dave, Ron, Brian, gentlemen, how you doing? Doing awesome. Good. Doing awesome? Doing awesome. Glad to hear it. So I want to start this off by uh, asking Dave. Ron's got to take a picture there. Uh, I want to ask Dave. So, so you called me a couple weeks ago with the idea to do this talk. And when you did that, you kind of described that we wanted to like tell the story of what you guys have going on. So maybe we could just start at the very beginning with all of this. You guys are the OG members of Team Haro. Am I correct? Yeah. Somewhat. We were. <laughs> <laughs> we were. And uh, I guess maybe a pr more proper way to start would be to introduce ourselves to each other because I've never met either of Ron or Brian. So good to meet you guys. Very nice to meet you. Thank you. You guys doing all right? We are. We're chilling. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> so, so there's this thing you guys have going on for Back for More in 2024. And what ex is that exactly? Well, we've been doing shows for uh, about 40 years. <laughs> and we decided it's time to go back and put together do another. Do some more shows. Do some more shows. Yeah. I mean, it's like second nature to us, I feel like. We did it even from the get-go. Um, something about the chemistry that the three of us had. I think Ron brought a lot of his um, show show um, knowledge from doing two hip shows with um, Rich way back in the I guess '83 is when you started. What was the first show? Like that. Yeah, like '83. So he had a lot of of the format, but we all just clicked like right out of the gate. So this weekend is a special. Um, Weekend at Nori's, and we're calling it the first rehearsal because we've never rehearsed. <laughs> Honestly, we would we would do a show and we would just like go out and ride. And, and Ron had some specifics like, let's start here with ground. After we do ground, we're going to do ramps, and then we're going to do last trick. That was pretty much our format for the most part. But every time we finished the show, when we'd be driving or having dinner together, we would um, just talk about it and say, well, that worked awesome, or how about we try this. And it just, over the years, it just kind of built. So we've done a whole variety of different things that we've added and taken away things. And it's just kind of time to bring it back because I feel like it's, it's a good, it's a good time to share what we still love to do. And, and the rehearsal went pretty well. I only lost the keys three times. So I think that's, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah. For the band, the band the tour mom, we slacked a little bit, but <laughs> you, you seem to at least get us where we need to go. <laughs> that's funny. So is there any kind of like schedule or anything already planned for this tour? We don't have uh, dates yet, okay. but probably in the next, I would say month to two months, we'll have some, some actual dates. We do have cities that we're looking at, New York, uh, another one probably on the East Coast, uh, Cologne, Germany, and then somewhere in the UK, we're not sure exactly whether that will be London or somewhere um, there about the UK. So those are the those are the four that we want to start with. Nice, that's awesome. So, what what is everybody going to be doing at these shows? Are you are you doing flat? Who's doing what? I can't hear you. Hold on, there's a there's a plane, a plane flying over. There's a plane flying over, so we can barely hear you. Right <laughs> I can hear the plane. Flatland. Me and Ron both do ramps. Got it. And so I'm hoping and a little flat and a little flat land. Uh, and, then, and then Kevin will go with Kevin. So the question is, what do we do with the shows? We got a little connection issue going. Yeah, on in there. the back in the day, ramp we all used to ride a little bit of everything. So I'm hoping that these guys will do a little bit of flat land, and I might do a little bit of ramp riding. Nice. Maybe so, a Vanderbilt drop in. Please. <laughs> please do that. Uh, so is please. there, yeah. Is there anything else about the shows that you guys have going on that you'd want to like make sure people would hear first as part of this conversation? 
Not really. It's just uh, it's a just doing our show. We have uh, some doubles on the end. Yeah. But we've all been riding every you know throughout the years, and we've all we all still ride. So shows were something that were huge back in the day. Um, they're not as big now. It's more like these jams and skate parks. But shows were something that we all grew up doing, and we end up loving. And we have done three to five shows in the last few years that are super fun. A lot of them have been in Germany um, just because the venue's there, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So we just kind of want to extend on that. And, you know, going in, going in a van and a quarter pipe on a, <laughs> on a trip to go to shows, you know, a lot of people haven't experienced it, but it kicks ass. It's super fun. Uh, being on the road is a blast. Showing up to a shop where there's people there, and you get to hang out and barbecue and ride. And this is whatever. like before internet. Yeah, <laughs> it was definitely before internet. But, uh, but we're just looking to do that again. We're looking to go have fun and uh, have the experience all over again and share it. Brett, we had very few shows that were like arena type of shows, which we, you know, obviously you see out there nowadays. Um, it's always been a very grassroots, much more of a closer uh, crowd that's right there by us. I mean, that's kind of what I think we feed off of. It's just like a, a really enthusiastic crowd that's right there, literally having to move out of the way as uh, Brian and Ron do a big old double air and almost right off the ramp or whatever. So that's kind of, I think, the format we want to continue. Some of our best shows were for, like, five people. Yeah, <laughs> like that one in, in Seattle. Uh, yeah. Federal Way, Federal Seattle. Federal Way, where I went to elementary school. <laughs> yeah. We show up to this, this, this is a horror show, probably 85, 86, and there's literally, like, five or six kids. Now, they were diehard fans. You know, they, they all have their bikes, and they're just, like, eager to, to you know, see the show. And we had to put on the best show ever because there's five kids that showed up, right? And they were into it. They were totally into it. That's awesome. Our, our announcer was like, you guys make some noise. And he's like, <laughs> everyone got a ticket. Everyone got a shirt. That's awesome. So we take it back. 40 years ago, 1984, was, was that the first tour? Am I correct in that? That 40 years? Yeah, so 40 years ago, we all signed on Haro. Became a team. Yeah. Became a team. The first show, we did some shows here and there, the convention center. I remember doing one in L.A. Um, but 85 was the first summer tour that we went on together. And then Brian and Ron also did a European tour in 85. That was just the two of them. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been 40 years. And like Brian was saying, we're all still riding. I mean... It's, it's just part of our life. Um, we just aren't um, as active on the show front. But I think uh, I think there's some people out there that want to see it. So that's why we want to put this together. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no denying that it feels like right now there are more dudes that are in their 30s through 50s that are getting back into BMX than ever yep. before. And sometimes I feel like there's more of those guys getting into it or back into it than there are kids getting into it. <laughs> and I, you know, I've been doing a lot on, on my social media front and I say almost uh, weekly I get a rider that's in there, I would say 40 plus, not so much the 30 year old, but 40 plus that said, okay, Dave, I've been watching some of your videos. I want to get back into it. I'm trying to give them a more fundamental, real basic Flatland tricks because Flatland is just so crazy. Um, the difficulty is just really off the charts. So it's intimidating to get back into it. Um, so I'm trying to give them a little bit of a, of a stepping stone, so to speak. And like I said, weekly I get riders and saying, okay, I'm going to buy a bike. I'm going to start riding. I might show up at a contest, might create a little jam session, what have you. So I, yeah, it's great that we're seeing that. Yeah. And I, well, I think something like what you guys have planned will only create more of that because even right now, like there's somebody in the chat saying, I've got my signed 87 tour shirt with these guys on it. I'm bringing it out for 2024 signatures. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. So you're going to have more of that even. And I think, Dave, when we were on the phone talking about this, part of what made you want to do it was just the fact that I am like apologetic, but unashamed at the fact that I don't know anything about stuff like this until I hear about it. And 
I haven't learned about you guys and what you did with these shows and the tours or anything. And I think it'd be really fun to kind of take it all the way back and learn about how stuff actually started with all of this. Yeah, it's funny because as I said, it's, it's before even the internet. Yeah. So the only thing kids had that were writers was a magazine every month or shows or occasional contests sometimes there were local scene contests that would happen but as far as the the, the pros on that they would only have the magazines right. and and a tour show kids would travel from all over to go to a tour show and you know the the contests back then were nothing like now like absolutely nothing like now where the contests were the time where all writers came together. It was before internet. All writers came together. And and back then, BMX was the thing where <clears throat> it evolved on its own in each area because it was isolated. And the only thing it tied together was the magazines. So, okay, you'd learn magazines, you see how-to here or there. But, like, it would evolve on its own based on the styles of the area. And then contests were where all the guys would come together and it was just you can't you can't even describe how it was it was just it i could never describe it to where you would understand but it's yeah. just like it it's just like all the writers is just the energy was just off the charts because and and what was cool about it was there was no style <laughs> it was like every had their own styles from all over that evolved in their areas and they all came together and no one judged anyone. It was like, you rode, so you're cool. <laughs> and that's all that mattered. And it, it's just like, so the, the contests were just like, and, and then it's like, you know, you're young kids, you're away from your parents or whatever. And, and just like, everybody's just going crazy, <laughs> like just going crazy. And it's all about BMX and whatever else happened. <laughs> The rats, the rats were obviously different. There wasn't a skate park in every corner like yeah, there is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were riding eight foot quarter pipes, and there was, you know, drawings and, uh, you know, how tos in the magazines, how to build ramps and whatnot. So there was ramps starting to pop up, and you know, bike shops, cool bike shops were building ramps in the back of bike shops. But everybody was pretty much riding quarter pipes and kick turn ramps. What and is what they made. Yeah, and it was yeah. kind of like yeah, right. every, every every area had different, you know, setups. You know, there's dirt jumps, obviously, that's been around forever. But it was very beginning of, uh, there was no half pipes, there was no giant bowls. It was just pretty, pretty much quarter pipes. Yeah. And so to learn tricks and to, you know, do things that shows that we've learned, they've never seen it or, or they've seen pictures of it in, in the magazine. But, uh, you know, it spread pretty quickly, and I'm glad that we evolved in ramps and bowls and, and things that we have because it was, it, was, it was definitely old school riding an eight foot quarter pipe and traveling around in it, but it, it's what we had and we loved it. I mean, it was, it was it's all we knew. <laughs> yeah, there, was, there wasn't even half pipes back then. No, there was, there was. If we saw half pipe on tour, it was like unbelievable. Like the weird times that when we were in Sweden, we saw that huge half pipe that had four feet of vert and no decks. Yeah, 18 feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> it's so rare. But I think one thing that I could kind of help paint the picture is that, like going back to the format that, that Ron brought. So we would just show up, set up the ramp. All the kids would come from all over. They they do basically a road trip to come to see a horror yeah. show. And oh, so yeah. if we're in Ohio, it was, you know, all over that Midwest, people would come to, to, to see the show. Um, and we would warm up. But our warm up consisted of like me just doing a little bit of balance tricks just rolling around not to give away the not to give anything away because now it's difficult to do that with youtube and you know everything's on social media <laughs> yeah. that element's not there so Brent, you have to picture these magazines and an occasional video that would come out people would see that but seen it live and what ron did which was i think brilliant he was like really strict about that as strict as Ron can get which is not very strict but he's like yeah don't you know don't do a big 10-foot air brian because we're going to do that element of surprise. And I used to stop watching Brian's 10 foot air respectfully. Yeah. And I would watch the crowd because the, the kids would just be like jumping up and down screaming. And the parents were like, Oh, like freaking out because they had no idea what was in store for him. So I think 
that kind of sets that picture of how we just really came in to, to surprise and and we had our disco suits on. We wore leathers and jerseys <laughs> and full-face helmets. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the dudes right out of the magazine or in your parking lot. And it was fun. And we're, we're all just kids that love bikes. I mean, we, we, we've all, we're no different than everybody else out there. We love to ride, you know. But we do, we do get stoked when people come out and ride with us and, and hang out. And, you know, I mean, always, always after the show, you'd, hang, you'd meet the local riders and you'd go ride where they rode or you'd... Yeah, you go check out their ramp and yeah, their setup, and and, and, and super you know, people have us over for dinner, stand at their house or whatever. And it's typically like, hey, we got this jump, and it's like twenty minutes away, and like two hours later, we're like trying to <laughs> okay, twenty minutes. But you know, they always wanted to show off, like lake jumping. We do do some lake jumping. Yeah, we didn't realize what we were doing, but each shop that we went to on our first time, you know, we had a lot of those return shops that would book the the show for the next. Sometimes they'd book it that day. We do the show they'd book it like for next year and it only got better and better because now we know people you know we, we all didn't have phones we weren't like you know we weren't communicating but we would see all the same people and it got better and better yeah. and better and they know they know what we like we know what they like and it just the, the, after four or five years going to a lot of the same shops it was pretty badass it was super fun yeah that's amazing <laughs> pre, so pre uh coma ron <laughs> so i think there could still be this a similar element of people coming out from far away to see what you guys are doing and what i think will be really cool about it is that you'll have the guys who remember the original shows and then their kids are gonna kids. be with them <laughs> and and yeah. oh i lost your video but uh can you hear me yeah on, one second Oops. <laughs> Forgive Dave. It's Dave's phone they're working with. It, bear with us here. Old men of technology, right? <laughs> oh no. What I was going to say, and I'll repeat it when they come back, is just that they're going to have the guys who remember the shows like you guys in the chat and your kids. And it's going to create a whole nother element of excitement that my connection's not too weak. It's going to create a whole nother element of excitement similar to what it was before. Oh, is he calling me? Oh, do we get it? Uh, We're back. Sorry. sorry. Uh, I didn't have it on airplane mode. And uh, Mike Bailey called one of the plywood hoods. <laughs> oh, oops! Dang it! All in the picture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, can you hear me? Are we all good? Yeah, we're all good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I was saying was that the guys who remember the shows originally are going to have their kids there, and I think these kids will. I mean, obviously they'll be exposed to the internet, but they're still kids, and they're going to see what you guys are doing, and I think it's going to create a similar element of excitement yeah i, I hope so i mean also seeing the dad stoked i mean it's good for both it's good for both both halves i mean there's nothing funner than you know riding with the kids and uh, i still totally enjoy it and i know a lot of people that you know can't wait for that time because their kids roll up to go ride it's a blast so i think that part is, is awesome i agree absolutely so Let's go back even further. I'd love to hear how each of you guys got involved with Team Haro initially. But who signed for Ron? Signed Ron, first? yeah, yeah I, I guess you were first. Well, I was in, I was in North Cal. Dave, you're too popular. You can just deny him. I know, no, but we tried. Yes. We tried to deny. Sorry. Um, just... It's Mike Daly. And he... Don't do it. Don't do it. Swipe it away. Let me. I'm gonna text Mike Daly. Yeah, text him to him. It doesn't swipe away. Oh, can you? Sent a voicemail. Ah, we're back. There. There. Mike's gonna. Uh, Ron's gonna text Mike. He's trying. He was trying to meet up with us this morning. So sorry about that, Brent. I'll go first. Okay. Then. Hey, I, go crazy. <laughs> I got. Uh, I was a. I was a uh, skate park rider, 
So I rode the Pipeline Skate Park, which was in my town. It was a huge skate park, big holes, big full pipe. And, you know, on the on the West Coast or in California, there was a couple of skate parks, but they are few and far between. You know, there, was, there wasn't many across the, across the country. There was mostly, you know, a handful of them in California. And uh, so I had a little bit of a, you know, I did have a skate park to ride, and I was pretty stoked, but I got, I got kind of found as just doing contests and, and, and doing a wheel contest as an amateur. And then uh, I won the amateur title, and I, they, Harlow approached me and asked me if I would ride for them pro. And I was like, well, I'm not ready to turn pro. You know, I was only <laughs> 16 years old. But uh, that's kind of how I got started, and I did sign with them, and they did make me turn pro. And They made you turn pro? Well, they, yeah, kind of. <laughs> really? I, I didn't hear that part of the story. And then Ron had just signed with them, so, you know, now me and Ron are teammates, and we don't really know each other. But yeah. go ahead on your end. Well, you, Brian got started riding Pipeline. Which is like, there's only a couple of skate parks in the world, right? And Pipeline's one of them, and it's like him and Mike D like cut their teeth riding this awesome park and and killing it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I was just lucky to be born and grew up in the area I grew up. <laughs> I think about that all the time. That was the most amazing yeah. place to to have a childhood. <laughs> yeah, but I was in NorCal and. There were no parks or anything like that. There was a couple in South. No, there was one in South Bay I heard about, but I never rode it before. Yeah, they started oh, dying out by the time we yeah. were riding, actually. There were, there were early 70s to late 70s and yeah. insurance problems. And they were just like, you know, surfing on, on concrete and all the surfers. And, you know, they're obviously for skating, but uh, they started dying out pretty quickly. There's only a few that survived um, into the mid 80s. Yeah. So I mean I was in NorCal and and we we were building ramps and stuff like that and and uh, started doing shows um, freestyle shows at at fairs and things like that when no one knew anything about BMX anywhere and uh, I was in high school and and I was like it was me and my my friend in high school we were the only riders anywhere near us. And uh, we'd go to the Golden Gate Park every Sunday. We wouldn't go every Sunday, but on Sundays was where people would gather from all around the Bay. And uh, <clears throat> we would go there sometimes. But, you know, and, and that was maybe, I don't know, half hour away from us. And we didn't even drive <laughs> back then. So we're the only riders anywhere. And then uh, we had a bike shop sponsor for racing. Not that we were good racers. <laughs> I don't know how we had that. <laughs> but, but we had a bike shop sponsor for racing. And then they got us our first show at a fair, at a local fair. And we're like, we better build a quarter pipe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we built a quarter pipe a month before our first show. <laughs> and learned how to ride <laughs> it. And learned how to ride it. <laughs> and wasn't it like just a vert? It, wasn't, it didn't even have vert. It was, well, rats back then were six feet wide and... Six feet tall or four six feet, feet wide. Tall. It was just a piece of plywood. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's four or six. Usually it's we tried to six. cut it. Yeah, we tried to make them. <laughs> if you were really, you know, <laughs> badass, yeah, you'd, have, you'd do two pieces of plywood. They're skinny, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're riding this this quarter pipe, and uh, in our first show, and and then that show. Every show led to more. People have never, no one never seen freestyle before. Nothing like it. And uh, we started doing shows at fairs, and uh, that's how I got my show experience. Kind of, and more to that, like our show would be, it wouldn't be just going out and riding. And it, it tears me up to see bad shows. Like mm. guys that don't know anything about, you got to know about how a show works. <laughs> You got to know this, and people that don't know, it just tears me up because because they're just it, it, it's almost an insult because it's like you're losing the the attention of the audience, and you know you got to set it up a certain way. It's kind of like the same way a book's written or a movie or something like that. You know, it, it's set up a certain way to keep keep your attention, yeah. and then and then there's there's so much about it. Like there's the intro, there's the meat, you know, there's the 
the the false ending and then the ending and it's just this, one more time yeah yeah it's just <laughs> last trick it's just like a book or a movie yeah. or something like that and you got to do it a certain way and and that was part of our thing and what was really close cool that was my my history was doing shows and then me and brian and dave all worked together to make it better and like yeah. dave would say we talk we'd be driving away from a show going okay and the the thing what would happen is I'd work so hard every year. We'd have a different announcer or MC, and the MC that's that's as important as the writing, like yeah. how it's set up and how the MC does it, and how he's how he how he does the show is is just as important as the writing because that's what the audience hears as much as they see. See, and so we'd work with the MC every year, and then then every year we deal with MCs where we we earned our way to it like you know broken bones and bloody shins for life and we we earned our spot to be there doing shows so it was just natural for us but every year we get an MC and then all of a sudden they go on tour and then they're stars and they're signing autographs at Terry's show and then we'd have to deal with with them because they didn't they didn't earn it to get there they just all of a sudden were thrown into it and so we we would uh, work with the MCs and you know, you have to work it. You know, this is how you say this, or this is what you do. And there's so there's so much to it, to to make it be a good show that's entertaining and keeps the attention of someone, even if they're not a writer. Then that that's that's the important thing is to make it an entertaining thing. And that's and what was cool about us is that me, Brian, Dave would all work together to, you know, say what things we could do better, or you know how we could do this and or that and. And that's why it was, it was, you know, almost magical for us, magical for us. And then, then on top of that, you know, we did, we did shows three to six months a year for six years in a row, us three. <laughs> and, you know, just the, the experiences and beyond just the writing part, just, you know, touring the world, you know, getting paid lots of money, being famous and, and doing shows, doing what we love with your friends, you know, how's it get better than that? Absolutely. Okay, Dave. Another call. What did I do last time? You swiped up. No, I said, uh, oh, there you go. I'm sorry, Brent. You're okay. Can I put it on airplane mode while we're on? Put it on do not disturb. Okay. That's uh, everything. We're probably good now. We'll, we'll, we'll see. So what about when you did, did horror awesome? Make oh you yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're doing shows at NorCal. And then, uh, you know, we, we, I started getting us co-sponsors. We had like Oakley back before their sunglasses. Right, right. <laughs> Oakley grips. Oakley grips. Oakley threes. Oakley, what else did we have? We had Skyway. It was a co-sponsor. We had uh, someone else. I don't remember. But then, but then we got a sponsor by GT Bikes. Wanted to start making freestyle bikes. And, uh. We got sponsored by GT wow. and got free bikes, which was insane. Like they flew us, flew us down to LA, and and uh, we got free bikes, and uh, and and so I, I wrote for GT. It was you know my first tour was was '84 for GT, and uh, and then and then Haro saw me at one of the contests, and then and then made me an offer to ride for them, and then I was negotiating. Getting between both of them, trying to get the best deal, and and then uh, I, I ended up choosing Haro because it was more than just riding. Because I was always into managing and stuff like that. And they said, "Well, you, you can you can be a team manager also, and and book the tours." And and I was I was into that, and so that that was more for me than just riding. And so I I jumped ship from GT and started riding for Haro. Wow, what a what a backstory on that. It it sounds like you were really intentional about the way you guys did the shows. Was that mostly you, Ron, or was it everybody? Yeah, I mean, it started with me because yeah. that was my history, and that's what I was. You know, the two up trick team. We were doing shows. You know, as soon as I after our first show, just started leading to shows every weekend. And we we were in high school. Actually, ugh, me and Rich Avella were. Working a roundtable pizza, 
<laughs> I love Red Table. <laughs> and we we quit our we quit our jobs at Roundtable. We're in high school. <laughs> we're, we're seniors. We quit our jobs at Roundtable to be doing shows. <laughs> so we're we're doing shows, and it's like, you know, we're just kids. I bought a I bought a we had a custom made trailer to put the ramps on that I I put a hitch on the back of my Toyota Celica. And we're, we're, <laughs> Toyota Celica. Yeah, That's we're, awesome. we're driving down the road with it. A quarter pipe and a, a kitchen <laughs> ramp. And like ranch, a bike strapped on the car or something? No, the, we'd fit the bikes in the, in the back of the car. It was a hatchback. Thing. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Wow. But we, we were, we're doing shows. We're getting paid. Do We quit our roundtable jobs to do shows. We should get them as a sponsor, though. Vinny, can you like work on that? Definitely. I think by 85, when we went on tour together, our show evolved like in the first you know month or so yeah and i would say probably within a couple months of our very first tour or, or probably right around a month we were pretty dialed and i think you know tricks changed a different double routines changed our format was was rock solid yeah and uh and it obviously was working you know 85 was a big year we had a lot of success and a lot of great shows and uh we we would talk like you know ron said and dave said we would talk about our show every day and we would fix whatever needed to be fixed and it became you know it became it, it wasn't quite a job it became a little bit more than just writing for sure it was uh you know you're doing two shows a day you know you weren't always you don't wake up every single day and like oh man it's gonna be rad to do two shows today but it we had it so dialed and it was so fun and the whole day was uh you know it, it ruled i mean it was, there wasn't a time where i was bummed i did a show i was bummed i felt like i didn't want to do a show and then it turned out awesome every time. So I think that Ron like brought it, he brought the ideas, but Brian and I both were like on the same page, you know, right out of the gate. Yeah, we're working so together. It was, super easy. it was super easy. We never were like, Ron, well, no, dude, that's what's well, funny is that we didn't do shows for years and then we did home Germany shows home Germany. a couple of years and we hadn't done a show in probably ten years or something. Yeah. And then we all flown out to Germany and we didn't we didn't talk about the show once. Yeah. Kevin Martin already knew how everything goes. Yeah. And we didn't talk about one thing once. We just went and did the show. The only thing you talked about was convincing Brian to do the Arrowhead recording, which I'm glad you did. Uh, but I remember you were on, you were on the, the wedge ramp, and I could say, I knew word for word what you were saying. You said something like, come on, this is go as high as you can. And you were like, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm going to pull it up. Yeah, well, that, we're riding this ramp. Oh. And it was crazy weather too. It had rained earlier, so it did dry out. But we had to move a little bit later. Yeah, and we're riding this happy ramp, and and the show is is not going so good. Like I crashed a bunch of times. I couldn't do one trick. And then the last trick was the air over 540, and and as high as I could, and skinny little ramp. And Brian did five and spent. It was like inches, inches from hitting me in the air, and and then we pulled it, and it was like that was all we needed to do. Yeah. Oh man, when was the last time you guys did one of those? So we did it in 2009. We did it in 2000. When did we 2012. 2010 here. And then we did 12 back in Germany, and then uh, 17. 17 we went back to Cologne, Germany to the Worlds and did another show, except for this time Ron was hurt and Hoffman took that. So that actually was a pretty good area. It was a good, it was like two quarter pipes to that, like half pipe, a big distance. It was like almost like an old school AFA contest scenario. Um, and I think Ron would have, would have enjoyed it if he was hurt. So. <laughs> was the last show show that we've done it was 17. huh so you think you'll bring it back so bringing it back would be yeah it'll be you know bringing it back to a just a a road style type tour with just a quarter pipe and a box jump or a quarter pipe <laughs> now that we keep it real it's gonna be it's gonna be super fun and and another thing is pick turn ramp art is lost yeah. yeah you guys know nothing about kicking ramps <laughs> like 
nothing. <laughs> and and that's with, with the Costa Break. Right. Oh, not necessarily. He turned around to the Costa Break. Oh, that's fun, well. yeah. <laughs> like, these guys know nothing about Diz Hicks and all the... <laughs> Yeah, they're full of just shredded kick turn ramps. Yeah, kick turn ramps are, are like they're skinny and they're just a straight, non-curved, just a, like a bank with a little plywood on the bottom to for the transition. Yeah, and I've, just going up through stalls and having a coaster break allows you to do a lot more tricks. <laughs> you I mean, can't do it with a freewheel, Brian. That's so my I story. Ron Wilk was another writer that wrote Coaster Break, and he was really good at, at uh, kick turn. And I was just part of like Bob's setup, right, with quarter pipe and yeah. in a quarter in a, in a wedge. So Ron Wilton had left Haro, um, but it wasn't public knowledge. He's going to be in action, and so Ron told me I knew Ron because I'd seen him down at the beach. I was a beach writer. I would just go to the friends and just hang out and ride flatland like all day with my friends at the beach smoke cigarettes. and uh ron <laughs> wilton says i used to smoke cigarettes back then you're right man. thanks sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and oh, <laughs> spike jones is the one that got me to, i'm sure in 85. so yeah a month 10 days well i remember that remember it's like okay first day you get 10 but cigarettes i remember <laughs> that it took me a long time i totally forgot that cigarettes. Right. Smoke cigarettes? Have you ever been addicted to nicotine? No, finish your story. Okay. <laughs> Spike made deals with you. Yeah, exactly. Down your cigarettes every day. So anyhow, Grant, this back no, to they, they would, they would, we'd do a show and then they would ride off to 7-Eleven or something like that to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, we had it on the show on Factor Freestyle. Someone called it out. I said, oh yeah, I remember. I met you over at the 7-Eleven. You were sitting back there smoking a cigarette. Because. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, back to getting on horror. So Ron Wilton left to run for BMX action, and Bob called me up and said, "Hey, I have some shows to do, and I'd like to put you on the team." So that's when I signed. It was like November of '84, and that's when I first met Ron and Brian, and then started doing shows by the summer. <laughs> Got it. Got it, dude. Working soon. I never raced them. I started racing too, so I was kind of like me and Ron were the racers before we freestyled. But I was a mad racer. Racing, like you go over the jumps and you, you got to speed jump them and go fast and trying to go high. And I always just want to, I only go to races just to hit the jumps <laughs> to go as high as I could and do tricks while everyone's trying to speed jump. They get mad at me because tires are at their head. <laughs> and, and I would I wouldn't care. I just wanted to go high off of jumps because back then it was before even trails. Trails didn't exist, mm-hmm. so the only jumps you'd get, you know, a lot of towns would have a place like in our town. We'd ride across town, you know, it was maybe like a twenty minute ride, which which was awesome even itself because on the way there there'd be certain curb cuts you hit every time and certain little things you do on the way to the jumps, and there'd be jumps behind thrifty. There was this, you just ride flat, and then there was a jump to flat. And always back in the day, it was, it was always jump to flat. Yeah. So you do your trick. You'd go in the air and do your trick and get back your hands behind before you landed. Sketch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and you'd always want to land back tire first so that it wouldn't feel so hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was stoked to be riding the pipeline when you were... <laughs> I was able to learn how to land a little better. Yeah, yeah. yeah Land it back low, you don't go high. But uh, that was something that you know I was blessed to have. Right. My my twenty minute ride was to one of the best skate parks that's ever been around. <laughs> I was just lucky. And and in the skate parks too, like you guys had all these different transitions and things to think like we had we had a quarter pipe or or. You know, sometimes it'd be the like same every day. a dirt bank or something like that. Right. And and like pipeline would have all different transitions and things to ride. So that would increase your skills riding and, and that's like kind of keeping pipeline that's like whoa. <laughs> later on and you know, bigger ramps and bigger half pipes, you know, both the, like <laughs> we go to Europe we go to Europe and they'd be like 
crazy, crazy ramps skaters had built or whatever, and and I, I'd have my coaster break, <laughs> right in the half pipe, kind of pedal between each each every air. Oh my god! Yeah, or then Brian's skying. That sounds terrifying. Pedaling between with a coaster break sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gnarly. Coaster break is just scary. Yeah. <laughs> I was never a coaster break guy. Let's see that back. I had a kick from the ass. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like, if, if new school kids, especially for street, if new school kids knew about coaster breaks, There'd be a resurgence. Well, they do free coaster now. You see it. Yeah, that coaster break opens up so many new things to do. Like, yeah, like street riding. Like, like hitting your brake <laughs> going backwards and slamming on your head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, right. If you were, grew up riding coaster break, I mean, you can you do it. You're not gonna you're not gonna take a new school rider and put them on coaster break. It's not gonna go well. <laughs> uh, you're better off just taking your brakes off completely. God, how many tricks I learned going backwards, slamming on my head. I've seen a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> we were there. I'm curious because you guys have experienced so much in the years of BMX. How do you feel like the perception of BMX to like people outside of our sphere has evolved and like changed throughout the years? But good question, because it, it's interesting because BMX still, and it just kind of blows me away. BMX still has like this cutting edge kind of vibe to people, and and carries a lot of weight. Like you tell someone you're a BMX rider, who doesn't know anything about it, but they just know it's extreme or whatever yeah, like exactly. that, and and it means something like like Sam, one of one of the riders for tips is like a, a big wig at Apple. <laughs> and yeah, like right. and that he gets he gets so much cred. Not he didn't tell me this, but I, I just know it and I know how it works. He gets so much cred from people who don't know because knowing he's a BMX pro. <laughs> like like just that alone gives you certain it opens I mean BMX just opens the doors everywhere. <laughs> just because it, it still has like a cutting edge kind of crazy vibe to it. And, and it's crazy that it still is going on now because it's popular and right. so many kids are doing it, but it still has that kind of edge, which is, which is cool. It will never go away. I hope, I hope not. And, but I don't know. The Olympics is maybe the beginning of the end. <laughs> no. I'm trying to turn it into a sport. And then, and then it's like, I mean, I mean, it's it's, it's bound to change it's, it's because. Now, now it's like guys are training. <laughs> Who the fuck would train <laughs> riding a BMX? You don't train. You can well, go ride. You didn't realize you were training, but you were riding every day. It's right. Like, it's actually, go ride. It's like, already uh, happening now, though. Like in Japan, like if you look at the Japan Fountain scene, they are training. Oh, so good. Yeah, but I still don't think it takes away. Diets. It doesn't take away though that. I mean, it's like anything. It's a it'll be a sport, and there'll be that part of BMX that will continue down that but there's still the roots and the, you know, that goes back to being a kid on a bike riding around like i was in san diego you were in la you were in northern california that's what we did there's still kids out there that are doing the same that's pretty hard to, to do a show these days to people that have never seen it and we were riding back in the 80s yeah. you know we were doing shows for people that have never seen it. <laughs> kids that were into it and seen magazines they knew but the families and parents they had never seen it so there's a lot of people that were like and got to see it for the first time. Now, you know, you do a show in, you know, 2024, and it's gonna be very difficult to find anybody that's never seen or know much about BMX. I mean, BMX is everywhere. Further, further, I, I didn't even say this. Before. I said before, it was before internet. It was before videos. Yeah, there was. Videos right. didn't even out. exist. Yeah, yeah. videos came out. And during the time when we were pros riding and being on tour, it was the time when even videos started happening. Just, yeah. 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 I remember, like, you know, people getting VH tapes was like a new thing. Yeah, like, for sure. So when we started writing, it was before even video. So that would that would increase the energy so much more at shows because kids wouldn't even see videos of it. Right. <laughs> There's more footage of our last ten years of doing shows than there is of 
20 years prior. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. We have to go through bar, you know, shoe boxes full of pictures to, to go back out and some of the old yeah. shows. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of interesting concepts and thoughts and everything you guys were just saying and i think there was definitely an element of excitement for seeing something that people had just never seen before but i think also part of that is probably from how intentional and planned out you guys were with trying to make sure you were doing a good show yeah yeah i i agree i mean it was it was important to us. You know, who wants to? You know, it wasn't just a job for us. We were we were doing it. We didn't realize where it was necessarily taking us, but we were doing it the best we could. Yeah, and yeah. I was so stoked that these guys were working with me to, to and would take it serious as me, like to make a, a show that was entertainment because it basically we were entertainment. That's yeah. that's always how I looked at it. As you know, you're making a show, and that these guys worked with me was could do shows of people who and you know i've been in a long time those guys who don't really care about that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they don't really want to do a show there's yeah there's jams kids go with jams and the, and the local pros come and, yeah that's cool it's just different than a, a actual show right right and uh, it's not a concept that people really do or know about much of anymore yeah, all well, the new school from that are on teams, they don't go do you know summer tours. I mean, it trips me out. But then they'll go on a, they'll take a you know a bus and go on a you know road pools or whatever yeah, right. type of type of hit everywhere and go jam. And that's you know, that's badass too. You know, it's all about video now. Yeah, well, at the so same time, what was that? When I do like camp, but I uh, focus on that we're doing a show. So if they sign up for the week, the first thing they say, okay, we got a show Friday at 12 o'clock. It's going to be for your friends and family. And I put put that whole emphasis on their show time and there's practice time. And I just want to instill that into the younger rider. And they love it. I mean, we did a show here. This is the first time I did a camp in this arena. And we had just about maybe 12 parents show up. And it was a smaller camp, like five riders. And like they helped choreograph it. They helped come up with some that's ideas. Cool. Cool. And like, and it's because of this guy right here that that planted that seed. So 40 years later, I'm still putting that out there. And and kids, these are usually like nine to 12 year olds. It's like kind of the sweet spot. That's like where I like to really target because they're they're not quite that teenager. They're not driving in, in the, into the the girls as much. You know, they're just basically getting the ability to do more tricks. And uh, and they step it up. I mean, it's been it's been great. So I really think that the show aspect. And then the attention. Great. I'm sure they love that. And too. I put them on a mic, and I have them introduce themselves. All this stuff. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that that is cool. And at the same time, it feels like BMX has kind of morphed to where, like, I mean, obviously we know that everything is super specialized as far as you know, like Park Street, Flatland, whatever it is. But then there's also different elements of being a professional rider these days where you have contest riders, video part riders, but then there's also still the show element where there are quite a few stunt show teams that travel around the whole country. And I feel like those people you don't see as much because they're not video part or contest riders, but there's definitely a lot of people out there that are still doing shows. Yeah, Nitro Circus and all the types of shows that have badass riders. You know, even even school shows. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Robert yeah, Steele. Yeah, and they're shredding. Yeah, like, they're, they're, yeah. What the kids get to see. Yeah, yeah like it shows that they're doing sh- school just mind blowingly rad. Like you don't even know what you're seeing. Not <laughs> <laughs> kids. I had a sixth grade at the dance team from high school and do a show. That was it. I was like, man, that's what I want to do. That was, that was sick. You just had a school show coming out. I had a dance, yeah. Wow. Wow. And I got to ride there. They came and rode my back through. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you brought up something that, that I wanted to mention, but forgot about that back in the day when we started riding, you rode everything. Right. You rode whatever was there. Like, you rode Flatland. You rode ramps, you jumped, you just rode everything. And there wasn't even, the concept wasn't even there of picking one thing to ride. It was just, you just rode, you rode everything. And 
that's from the very beginning. It was like, we wrote everything. <laughs> I mean, maybe you were at the pipeline, you were more specialized with that kind of writing, but if you don't have a pipeline parked near you. <laughs> well, I still was a writer, and I knew I did. I had a handful of flatland tricks. I saw you doing a tail whip. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't into it necessarily, but I do like the way that England and Europe are doing contests where Flatland, picture and rap, and content and over pipe were all part of the, your your run. Yeah. It wasn't like that here in America. It was you know flatland or ramp. But yeah. over there they were doing everything. And so you have to do some flatland. You have to. Yeah. I rap. think it was like that here in the beginning. Uh, I vaguely remember. I don't think so. Right, I guess more than the rest of us. I, I remember <laughs> having to think about. Picking like a flatland trick or two. But you were working for the overall, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're always going for the overall. <laughs> yeah, back then there was overall. Like Dennis McCoy, me and Dennis McCoy were competitors. Yeah, for that overall title. Overall. What does that mean? What is overall? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're talking about it, and I'm like, what? <laughs> that, that's like that's like you combine your scores from ramps and flatland yeah the two different disciplines so you have people are one or the other but there was a handful of people that did both and the overall was one of those people that did both that and is for, awesome in the beginning overall was like the biggest deal yeah right? yeah because that yeah that's how we originally started i mean i was like more of a street writer before i started doing flat i only started doing flat because Mission Beach, and that's where everyone would hang out. But before, it was breakless, doing just like what you're saying, like a ride to from school, hitting all the jumps and doing everything. Breakless? Yeah, breakless. Like, because you didn't have, didn't have money to buy brakes. And I didn't even run a coaster race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a really cool thing that, I mean, that could get brought back an overall kind of title, because you have, like, Kevin Peraza at X Games just won street and was in a couple of the other disciplines as well. That'd be really cool. Yeah. There, are, there are dudes that do multiple events. Yeah. I, I always appreciate that because that's fascinating. It's cool to see and to see how Flatland would morph in the street and now they, they do Flatland tricks on the street. It would right. always be so cool to, to see. Most street riders and park riders all can ride dirt and do ride dirt. And I've always done that. I mean, someone kills it on dirt and, you know, or, or street, park, or whatever it is. And they can do a bunny hop tail. Yeah. It's just bike riding. They have to yeah. that at everything they do. Yep. I like how we ride everything. Yep. I agree fully. So I'm kind of curious, you guys ridden for so long like what are your bikes like today compared to what they were back then like what are each of you guys riding today i'm riding a, i'm riding a 2017 power master he's riding exactly the same bike yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the geometry, geometry is a little different but yeah it's very very similar i mean i'm still running coaster fake and still on uh Pretty much the exact same bike with my quick relief bike. I think Dave's trip. better now than he ever was. Uh, I still have a few years every bash. I was watching you ride yesterday. You're dialed. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I was trying to do a trial for the team, make sure Ron wasn't going to try to, you know, find someone to, you know, crawl down the boy up. He's not doing much flat. Like, oh. Bikes <laughs> overall are about the same length that they always were. The top tubes used to be like 16 inches, and, <laughs> yeah. but then the, the rear was a lot longer, so it rode somewhat similar. Mm-hmm. Now you have a you know tuber or whatever, and it's just the rear ends are shorter. But uh, what, are you you what are you riding? I'm riding a. Uh, I'm still riding my. my I repopped FST. What's your top tube? Really? Oh, I hate twenty. Yeah, well, you're you're a, <laughs> you rode GT that was like. I rode twenty. Straight, yeah. 20 the sport was 20. I'm also five inches taller than you. That's true. Yes, that's very <laughs> true. And you're rocking. I ride, yeah, I ride the same 20 inch top tube because I I analyze these things. I ride vert and and uh and I I, I thought about it a lot. I'm like, okay, skateboards like of course they have different wheels, you know, they're hard plastic wheels, but or hard rubber, or whatever it is. And 
they can drop in and he has speed to do airs. <laughs> and it's like, so I'm analyzing it. I'm like, okay, the wheels are one thing, but then also they have a small wheelbase. So when you drop in, your pump is going more towards your speed. Because if you have longer wheelbase, you'd lose a little bit of that right. that pump. Mm. And so that was me justifying my 20-inch top tube. Like, you don't need to justify it, right? We're or, or analyzing my because okay. I tried, I tried like a, a Lino it was like 20 and three quarters. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I gotta do that. So I built one up and I started riding. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. Maybe because I'm just so used to 20 because you can really get used to anything. Yeah. But I I switched back to 20. And, well, that might make a difference on the barge on, on the water when you had to do a six foot air just to get a little land and continue your run. <laughs> But like any half pipe, I mean, that's why they have drop-ins now, or roll-ins. So you can get max speed and really, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, you can continue at whatever height. Right. You need, it's all about your roll-ins. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, if, you can, if you can pedal across the ramp and drop in and do a six-foot air, no matter what size of the ramp, you're going to be able to pump and go higher and higher. Right. But, yeah, bowls and stuff like that, you know, whatever you're... 20 inches is just where you're comfortable. Yeah. But whatever, whatever yeah. If it makes you feel more comfortable knowing that bars got shorter geometry. Bars kind of it's funny seeing being riding for so long, you see the evolution of bars. Because <laughs> they were real wide then they got they were wide and they got crazy small and, and now they're wide again. <laughs> yeah, and now they're crazy wide and big. Uh, but I was I always kept mine I'm about in the middle. Yeah. I'm like uh I've never heard with my bars it's 28 or something. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> your, your cable would get tangled up. <laughs> so, Dave, you said Haro Master. Brian, you said Repop FST. Was that correct? So, yeah, 20. So, I'm still riding my 2015 Repop to FST. So, it's, it's the same colors I rode back in the day. I rode like a neon. Um, FSD, you know, it's kind of the bike that Earl wanted me to ride to promote it. It was the freestyle street track. I guess that was what it stood for. FST. And it was kind of their low-end bike, but... Uh, then it became your uh, bike. And then it kind of became my bike, and I, my, the bike I rode mostly. And then, uh, so now, I ride a, a, a new geometry with, you know, integrated headsets and bottom bracket all that stuff. So it's, well, it's, it's new and better, but uh, still looks the same. That's awesome. So then, Ron, what what bike are you riding? Yeah, I'm riding a two at fork aluminum, which is funny because you're a new school guy. It was like uh, light before light was cool. Like back in the day, I, I was thinking <clears throat> of new bikes. I'm like, we made we made the two at fork in, in chromoly and aluminum. I'm mm-hmm. like, I was thinking about like, what if we made aluminum bike like real thick and beefy be light and strong and so we made both so some guys are hardcore and they just want Kermali. Kermali. Like, uh, the, the, the pork was like nine and a half pound frame I think that's <laughs> the funny Kermali one. Kermali it doesn't look light it looks like, it looks like a heavier bike yeah you. and my my aluminum one is it's it's a it's a light like i'll i'll, I'll have new school guys pick it up now they'll be like whoa it's light <laughs> So, but uh, another thing too is like it's aluminum, so it's stiffer. And if you, I like the analyzing, yeah. like 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 road bikes or whatever, you know, they they analyze you know what frame made of, and and aluminum's like known to be stiffer. Mm. And and that's another thing that is good for vert is like not losing any any of your pump, yeah, on aluminum. That makes but, uh, sense. I mean, and I I ride. Sorry, I I ride the same thing for. Eight, ten years. <laughs> I just get a new one just because I want a new one. <laughs> After eight years. What are you going to bomb down the hill? Today? We're going to go riding in about when we're done with this. Uh, and we're going to go to the top of our action. Well, not uh, the top of our action, but we're going to just bomb down this just for fun. It's yeah. probably, it's, I, I tell people, it's like, it's one of the funnest times I've ever had on my bike. Really? That's saying a lot. It's what we used to do on summer tour. We'd be driving, hey. you know, 
if we were in a mountain area or see a mountain, we would all get our bikes out and the announcer usually drive drive down yeah. and follow us as we bomb down the hill. So, so it's some, some kind of tradition that we're keeping, you know, keep going. But are you going to take your part for one break? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's I awesome. Think about that. We got to get out there before it gets too hot. So. <laughs> yeah. But man, it's so fun. You're flying downhill for like a half hour, just flying. It's so much fun. That and then, and then the top, there's there's a line, and the rule is you can't pedal. So the top is it's kind of flat. Everyone's like turning your bars, trying to get going. Moment, you, you can't pedal. Yeah. And then and then you start going downhill, and you're just flying for like a half hour. It's so fun. That sounds really cool. <clears throat> so but that's right there. To bring yeah. it back to the tour where where can people keep up to date since you don't quite have the dates announced yet where would people be able to find that info yeah so back for more in 24 there's an instagram page and there's also a facebook page and we have a website right now which is just a, a link for the gofundme because we are doing like a grassroots kind of i have uh, another idea yeah the, the grassroots approach because we don't have big sponsors that are paying for it but we're working on it we brought a guy by the name of Indian from Radville BMX, and he's going to help kind of really launch this, put together a whole little package, and and reach out from other other sponsors, maybe mostly outside of BMX, and to really fund it so that we can go out and have fun and, and share BMX. So that, that's the two places to find us: Instagram and Facebook, and uh, and then the website, which we'll be building up more in the next few months. Awesome. So this is all going on 24, 40 years after. You guys got connected with Haro and started doing shows. And coincidentally, this is podcast number 40 for me. Yeah. That's so cool. You planned that well, huh? I didn't plan that at all. I was bummed because I was like, oh, it'd be cool if it was 43. And I was like, I'm not going to force this. Like, I'm not going to make that be a thing. And, And then I totally overlooked. And Dave last night was like, is the 40 on there because it's the 40th anniversary? I'm like, no, it's because it's number 40. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Crazy the way yeah. that stuff works out. <clears throat> so, Dave, is there anything that we talked about or you guys or any of you that you wanted to talk about with this that we haven't yet? I'm good. I don't know. I feel like be uh, more, more to come. Yeah, more yeah, to come. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. I do want to know what kind of riding you do. What do you, what do you, what do you like? I do. I do everything. Like I've been helping dig at the old Ohio dreams trails that if you ever heard of Ohio dreams, that place is open again. So we just, I helped get their dirt jumps riding. And then there's another set of trails 10 minutes from here that we're having a trail jam at. So I'll be digging there this weekend, this week for our trail jam. And then I ride skate park trails, street sometimes i do everything i can except i'll admit i i don't ride vert because it scares me and how about flatland how much flatland are you doing these days i haven't in a while but i did do that one flatland trick that you might have I seen know. I, yeah i was just curious <laughs> if you're still, i just want to make sure you got the flatland game going. uh i think the last decade that i did was a month ago maybe Pretty, that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty legit. If you can do a decade and ride big trails, that's, that's my awesome. favorite. I, I, yeah, I guess I should probably film a decade from a video I'm working on. <laughs> I have to relearn a decade before our next year's too. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you for having us on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Really appreciate taking the time. Very nice. Awesome. Absolutely, it was really cool to get to hear from you guys directly. It's like. I said at the beginning, I'm like apologetic, but unashamed that I don't know anything because I grew up not watching videos or anything like that. I just made my own videos. And then it got me to a point where I'm here now where I get to learn about stuff like the tour and being on Haro in the eighties from the people who did it rather than anywhere else. And I think that's fun. Very cool. All right, man. Yeah, I'll yeah. see you at Pornhub, hopefully. Yes, and hopefully I'll see either of you guys somewhere, sometime. At a show, somewhere. At a show. You'll see him at Pornhub? Pornhub. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He does what? <laughs>
Do you have corn hook? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> corn huck it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's why I asked. I didn't know if you were a Flatlander. I know you and Dave know each other and been to some some stuff together. So. Yeah, I just I you I don't, you know Flatlanders are, are kind of their own breed. You don't appear to be a Flatlander to me. That's why. I, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I just I try to promote and appreciate everything that's good and everything that's cool, and I appreciate what Dave does. So when he hit me up, I'm like, heck yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Flatland is another level. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole so they're doing fine. Everybody, check right. out what they've got going on. Follow the Back for More in Twenty Four Instagram page. It'll all be there. There'll be a website. And uh, thank you guys for all out there. On here and and there's a page as well. Right? Back Back for More in Twenty Four on Facebook as well. There it is. Have a good day, everyone. Even, yeah, they do. Demographic for sure. And Red Redville BMX. Redville BMX dot com. There you go. <laughs> Boom. We're out.